Thank him for the gift of himself to us and the place he occupies in our lives. He is the Lord of our bodies. He is the Lord of our spirit. He is the Lord of our souls. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Be thou exalted, O Lord. Thank you for your perpetual presence in our lives. What is life without you? Our lives have weight because of you. Thank you for the weight of your glory. And every part and parcel of our lives, every fabric of our being, we feel and will continue to feel the impact of your government. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. Thank you, Eucharistic Jesus, when you gave us yourself. You gave us everything. Thank you, because you are our health. Thank you, Jesus, because you are our deliverance. You are our sanctification. You are our wisdom. You are our defense. Thank you because you are our existence, our happiness, our joy, our peace. Jesus, you are our blessing. You are everything. We honor you. We celebrate you. We exalt you. Thank you for being the Lord of our lives. Your Lordship again we emphasize and we declare over each and every one of us our families, our homes, our career, and all that we do. May your mark remain indelible with us. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Lord God, we thank God for today. We thank God for... The work of the Lord that is every day being perfected in our lives. Amidst the different projects that we see that is taking place in life, be it physical projects, be it uh, spiritual projects, we are very much aware that God is at work in our lives. Is at work in me, is at work in you. He works day and night. Many say that after creation, God rested. Did he really rest? <laughs> Jesus said, What I see my father do, I do also. The works of my father, I do. So it means his father is still at work, not just in heaven. But he's still working on earth. I'm not just on earth. He's still working in me. He's still working in you. Until creation is perfected. And his purposes and plans are fully established. And so every day, God keeps furnishing us with that same very substance of creation. His word 
that we may continue to grow in it until his image is fully manifested, not just in the realm of the spirit, but equally physically. As God every day is poised beyond measure to bring about this reality, may you yield yourself and be part and parcel of this great agenda of heaven that his will will be done in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. That is why the Holy Spirit is very much, you know, into us. The Holy Spirit, whom Jesus said, don't go yet until he comes. Jesus calls him the Spirit of the Father. And in our creed we say he is the Spirit that proceeds from the Father and the Son. Who proceeds from the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. We call him the Lord and the giver of life. He is the Lord and the giver of life. He is the Lord and the giver. Two offices, very powerful. He is what? The Lord, landlord, if you like, and the giver. And the giver. Of what? Life. He is the Lord and the giver. Being the Lord means he is the, he is the one in charge. He is the Lordship. He is the landlord. So we talk about the Lordship of the Spirit. And then the giver of life is the vitalizer, the quickener, the vitalizer, the quickener. He's the quickener of our being. He quickens us always. He's like the one who wakes us up from sleep, not just physical sleep, but spiritual sleep. So he's the landlord of your life. He's the giver of life. And in carrying out this ministry, being a giver of life, he takes what belongs to Jesus and gives it to us. Last week, in our reflection, we were able to articulate that one of the greatest ministries of the Holy Spirit is to take what belongs to Jesus and declare it to you. And we say declare doesn't mean just to show you, but, he, but rather he bequeaths it to you and impacts you with the ownership of those things that are given to you. So that you can perpetually possess them and you will have the right to engage them. Independent of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you, I'm thinking higher right now. He bequeaths what belongs to Christ to you in such a way that you will own it like Christ himself. And then in the affairs of life, both here and after, you can engage those things, you know, willfully to generate the desired result. Can you see how powerful you are? Can you see the portion God has given to you? Our oneness with Jesus must be established. Our oneness with Jesus 
must come to pass. This is what the Father desires every day. The Bible says Jesus is a perfect image of the Father, made manifest. And the Father is saying that as Jesus is, that's how I want you to be. Whatever I did with Jesus is what I want to do with you. You must come up hidden in your mentality, in your Christian faith. You must so develop yourself with your work with God beyond the normal, ordinary Christian life. In such a way that nothing like, no, no, no scandal can shake you. No amount of scandal can shake you again. Very important. So as a Lord and the giver of life, in Canada's ministry, he brings about the life of Christ to be crystallized in your own life. So the Holy Spirit delivers the finished work of Christ, the finished work. The finished work, the dividend of the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. That's the finished work of Christ. The dividend. The effect. The impact of his passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. He brings it to you and makes it to be alive in you. That's why he's the what? The giver. The vitalizer, the quickener. What does it quicken? It quickens what Christ has achieved there in the reality of your own life. So that all that Jesus has acquired or achieved by his passion, by his death, by his resurrection, dying, he destroyed our death, rising, he restored our life. That act of destroying our dead and restoring our lives was crystallized in the finished work. How do you begin to walk in the reality of it? The Holy Spirit is responsible. He's the one who will now take that and bring it to bear with the reality of your life. Such that yourself can see the reality of the finished work of Christ in your vessels. Amen. You see, you cannot do without him. God's purpose in your life is that the reality of the finished work of Christ should be paramount and far above any other thing in life that you must pursue. That is what is called the righteousness of the kingdom. It's called what? The righteousness of the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and what? His righteousness and every other thing will be added. So what is that righteousness? You think it's just being quiet, appearing holy. No. The righteousness of the kingdom is that you are now a full manifester of the finished work of Christ in your human vessel. You see it as a goal to pursue 
far above every other goal that one desires in life. Are we together here? Does that make sense to you? Very important. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say it to Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say, the of God is in me. Say, I have the Holy Ghost in me. Say, I have the Holy Ghost in me. Say, He lives in me. I'm His temple. Don't just recite it. I want you to be saying it alive inside. Let every fabric of your system feel the declaration you're making. You know you're a priest, eh? <laughs> you're ministering to your vessels. You're ministering to your, the cells and the organs of your system. Let them hear the words that comes out of your mouth. The spirits and life. And it goes to activate them. Quicken them to respond to what they're saying. So I have the Spirit of God in me. It lives in my bones. In my organs, in my blood, in my veins, is at work in me. Is quickening me. Is vitalizing me. I possess His life. He is a life giver. In the name of Jesus, I manifest His life. His light is on me. In the name of Jesus. Were you begging this prayer now? No. Were you begging? No. What were you doing? Confessing. Not just confessing. That confessing is, yes, it's confessing declaration. Hmm? <laughs> You're not talking to God. You are talking to your system. You are talking to the environment that is under, that is under attack. There's a choking energy trying to eat you up. You don't see it. But you know there are things that are just working against you. Start with your own flesh. Your own flesh. This flesh now has been reprogrammed by forces of evil to make you resist God. Then goes to your emotions. Your will. Your choice. Your decisions. All of them have other attack to make sure that you always make the wrong choices, pursue the wrong things, desire the wrong things, go after the wrong purposes of life, and then until you finally transgress. You see the point? But Jesus said, don't go yet until the spirit of truth comes. Because if the spirit of truth doesn't come, you'll be deceived. If you don't have the spirit of truth in you, you will definitely be deceived. Because your knowledge that you have, the knowledge you have, be from any background of life, is not sufficient enough to give you accuracy of the things of God to know what is the right thing to do. So he will quicken your mind. You will, you know, flash certain things into your, in your mind. Your mind will be getting inspiration. Mm, mm, it will be coming. You begin to know things beyond just the ordinary. You will walk in that dimension in the name of Jesus Christ. I say you will walk in that dimension in the name of Jesus Christ. The quality of your choices and your decisions shall be inspired by the Holy Spirit and it will be captured in the heart of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So the Holy Spirit in the church right now is arming the church with the finished works. He said, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will lead you to all the truths. He will teach you. He will do this. He will do that. 
But I want to make you understand that as a Lord and the giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son is on a mission. And since Jesus died, that spirit has remained with the church. <laughs> He's hovering every time. He moves. When darkness comes to ravage the church, the Holy Ghost sends signals. And angels, or the host of angels, pick the signal of the Holy Ghost and begin to wage war. That same war that was fought in heaven is still being fought on earth right now. Michael is still at work. Gabriel is still at work. They are still warring. Subduing forces of evil on your behalf. That's why those who are for us are more than those who are against us. No matter how the devil brandish himself. And the finished work was what neatly kept it up all. The finished work vanquished the devil and his cause. Disarmed them. They have lost it legally. They have lost it spiritually. They have lost it physically. But only those who don't know will fall prey to their unnecessary noise. The devil is roaring around like a roaring lion. But is he a lion? No. Do you hear a roar sometimes into your circumstances? Creates very tight issues for you. He roars into your body. Your body starts feeling all kinds of sickness. He roars into your family. The fear of death comes. And those who are feeble in their spirit will just give up. And they will not presume because some people gave up. Then the devil has powers. They say, can't you see what he did here? Look at what this dead devil did here. Look at what did happen. So the fear of the devil will begin to grow in the hearts of men. Amen. Amen. But when this spirit, this Lord and the giver of life, begin to furnish you with relevant truths about the reality and the consequence of the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, and how you are now a possessor of all the dividends and how you have been mandated by God to engage them willfully and force them in your life to see the reality of those sins come to pass. You will see that the fear of Satan, the fear of circumstances, the fear of all these rubbish things will just go. You will see that even though he has capacity to roar the the, 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 the energy of death, he cannot kill again. Only those who don't know. Only those who don't know. Praise the Lord. Amen. We must understand this. He's the Lord and the giver of life. Oh, when you wake up some days, just wake up and say, Oh, Lord and giver of life. You start praising him. Tell him, Holy Spirit, thank you for filling my vessels, my bones, my flesh, my organs with your life, different life. You will shut down every installation of death and sickness. If you don't say it, you will not walk in it. By saying it, you are acknowledging it. By acknowledging it, you are also what? Enforcing it. Jesus said, by your words shall you be justified. By your words shall you be condemned. So it depends on the words that come out of your mouth. I've learned that far back. 
and I've refused to learn not to say negative, even in the face of negative circumstances. I keep saying what God says because your priesthood in Christ, which we are going to look into today, your priesthood in Christ will so keep saying what He said. Are we together here? Yes. Is to say what He said. So your job as a priest in Christ is what did He say concerning this issue? If you find out, keep saying it, keep saying it, keep prophesying it, keep enforcing it. Jesus says, Yes, keep saying it. Even when the thing is not working out, keep saying it. Don't give up. In heaven, the Bible says he is a he is a high priest and the, uh, the high priest of our confession. That means anything we are saying, that's what he takes to go and governize and bring about your life. He's a high priest of our confession. So as the Lord and the giver, he quickens us by revealing truth to us. It is those truths that comes in form of meditation that we begin to see as preceding words, right? Abi? Amen. Those meditations, as we are meditating on the word of God, the Holy Spirit opens up the word. Inside the word is the preceding word. The preceding word is the spirit and the life of the word that comes and hits your soul, hits your heart. You articulate them. These are bullets, if you like. Begin to keep them in your vessels. Begin to keep them in your vessels. And so, anytime you just want to pray, begin to release them. Begin to say them. The Holy Spirit gave you those things. As you say them, you are quickening the spirit. Are you aware that the mysteries of the rosary are actually bettered by preceding words? The mysteries of the rosary are actually preceding words. These are the different dimensions of the finished work that are already picked and is asking to meditate on them. She has, like a mother, she has chewed the word like a mother who wants to give her, her, her child food, she chewed the food and took some and put in the mouth of the child. Right? In those days, you know, I remember what my mother used to do when he wants to give the last born food. Who cannot, maybe we are sharing meat, you will see him, the last born, he will struggle. Give me, give me, give me. If you give him the, the piece of meat, he will try to eat it. He cannot do anything with it. Then my mother will just pick the meat and then cut the piece, chew it and chew it and chew it and then bring it out and give him, you know, and then you see the, you see the last one, he will now take it and then start making noise. You see him doing it and he's swallowing it, right? So what Mary has done is to do what? Is to pick the word of God, chew it and chew it, and then gave us the preceding word. I ask you, meditate on it until your soul has tested the content of each of those uh, mysteries, or they have galvanized your soul, they form, they form a fortress in your soul, they become the living truth of your soul, your soul, your emotions, your, your whole heart has, you know, assimilated each of the mysteries, they make sense to you. If you say the joyful mystery, it makes sense to you. If you say the second sorrowful mystery, it makes sense to you. Each of the mysteries speaks to you volumes. When I say the fifth sorrowful mystery, the crucifixion and death of Jesus. Wow. You begin to analyze, you begin to look at the content in it. If your soul has fed on it, you say, wow. Dying, he destroyed my death. 
I know that on that mystery, that's where God reveals the truth that the devil and his cohorts have been vanquished. The license to kill, the license to rule equality has been withdrawn after the finished work of Christ. Shout a big amen. amen. So devil, you can come and roar like a lion. I know that the authority you have before is no longer there. So you can't threaten me. Rising, he has restored my life. As I'm reflecting on that, I begin to think about the seven words of Jesus on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. I see mercy at work. Mercy flowing out of his chambers. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I see the impact of sin in the soul of Jesus. He felt the Father depart from him. I'm thirsty. You think he's thirsty of water? No, he's thirsty of the man who created his own image and likeness who have abandoned him. I'm thirsty. Meaning, guys, come close. Come. You belong to me. He's thirsty of the human beings that he came to die for. And what they give him? Vinegar. And you can see that well represented. When that team now says, Oh, please, I, I know you are the king. Remember me in your kingdom. And for the first time, after so many hours of anguish and pain and, you know, all forms of uh, 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 suffering that he passed through, Jesus smiled and said, today, you will be with me in paradise. That man became the first beneficiary of the world, the finished work of Christ. No confession, no baptism, no communion, nothing. Instantly, today, not tomorrow, today, I'm sure the devil will say, Wow, I miss this one. Woman, behold thy son. I say, Yes, sir. Son, behold thy mother. I say, Yes, sir. Didn't I, are you you ask about that one again? Did he seek your suggestion? Is a command. Woman, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. And he left you. If you are still looking for argument to back that up, to know what you should do with regards to what he said, that one is your own uh, palaver. Father, into your hand, I commend my spirit. It is finished. How can I reflect on all this? They make huge sense to my mind. They make sense to my head. They strike my heart. It makes me to value the finished work. I can stand on the ingredients of his death to say, yes, I have a place in the heart of God. No matter who I am, if that criminal was given his stand and entrance to heaven for just confessing his kingship, what of me who have served him all these years? Amen. Amen. So if you like, condemn me. I'll find my place. You must surely find your place. <laughs> I'm not even, he has given you everything. I see begging him. Oh Lord, may he bring you to heaven. When he died for you to make heaven, he died and gave you everything. So Mary has chewed those mysteries and has, uh, you know, the world has given us those mysteries, crystallized them to you. They are all preceding words. All of them. Is it ascension? Second word. 
Mystery of light. Eh? Or glorious mystery. He ascended to heaven. What does that mean? Eh, he ascended. He just start saying rosary and hell Mary. You know what it means? No. It means a lot. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3. The Father has quickened us with unto Christ and has raised us far above principalities and powers to so his ascension is my exaltation. His ascension is what? My exaltation. That's why I'm seated far above. God has given me a seat in Christ, far above principalities, above powers, above rulers of darkness, above witches and wizards, above occultic powers, no matter what they do, God says you rule them. Did you pray for it? Did you pray for it? Has it been given to you? Yes. <laughs> You're answering yes. You're committing yourself now. Has it been given to you? Yes. Do you have an office now? Yes. So what are you doing with the office? Say, I have, an office in I have an office in Christ. I'm seated, I'm seated. With, Christ. with Christ. Say it again. Not in Christ. I'm seated with Christ. I'm seated with Christ. So, what it is that the seat that God gave Jesus, He calls it sit with Him. Is it too much? People say, and me, to sit where Christ sits? No. But I will tell you the level to which God has what? Lifted you. God is not saying that you are more than Christ by sitting with him. But he's trying to show you how much you are cherished and how much he has loved you. So that you can wake up and say, if God can give me this kind of honor, why should I allow myself to be dishonored? So he has quickened us to be what? To be seated with Christ. Far above. Far above principalities. See, far above. Far above. That seat, anytime you hear about seat in the word of God, it has to do with what? Authority. So, he has quickened us to have authority with Christ. Far above principalities. Far above powers. Far above rulers of darkness of this age. Far above spiritual hosts of wickedness. He has quickened me. Hey. Who is the quickener here? Are we together here? Who is the quickener here? Good. So he has come to help you remember that this is where you belong. Okay? These are all part of the finished work. So the entire mystery of rosary are the dividends of the finished work of Christ that your soul must test and embellish and digest and they become one with you so that you can now engage them as the priest in Christ. 
So I'm a priest. In Christ. That is why God gave me a seat to sit with Jesus. Who is the high priest? Do you accept you are a priest? Huh? You are a chosen race? A royal priesthood? A consecrated nation? A people what set apart to do what? To sing the praises of God who has what? Called them out from where? Are they in darkness? Are they in darkness? They have not been called out of darkness into what? Marvelous light. The light of life. Say the light of life. Those who follow me shall not walk in darkness. Why? For they shall possess, possess, possess in their way, in their hands, right? In their possession, right? You are possessing your possession. And on account of that light, you can't walk in darkness. Darkness will come to ravage you. But when they see the light that you are walking, which they will try to quench at all costs, as you sustain that light. Darkness loses its power. There is something in the light that paralyzes darkness. That weakens darkness. That makes darkness so bad. And that light is the light of the word of God that hits your soul. Called the preceding world. <laughs> Do you agree with me? How many of you since last Saturday have been seeking the face of God for the preceding world? You must develop passion for the preceding world. Any attempt by anybody? Are you now writing them when God gives you each day? I'm giving you a secret that many suffer to get, but no, they won't know. Each day, you wait upon the Lord. I say, Lord, help me with the procedure of today. Give me a light from the oracle of your wisdom. When that light hits your soul and ignites you with that energy, he says, Thus says the Lord to me today. That part of scripture that hits you, that word that hits you, you write it. How do you govern your day? From 6 o'clock in the morning, you have a sign speaking the preceding word. Every hour, you speak the preceding word. Every hour, you speak the preceding word. You speak that word to that hour. You keep speaking. You keep speaking. That means you are lighting every hour that comes. That's how you train your dominion. That's how you train your spirit to start taking hold of things. When the devil comes into your arena, he sees that this person is too informed to be deformed. Don't become unconscious of yourself. Be conscious of what the Lord arms you with. Are you blessed? Yes. <laughs> you can't be talking about this reality when you're into it and you, you, don't, you won't get activated. So those preceding words are words that you have to keep dearly. Write them down, memorize them because a time will come, those your notebook will be disappearing. Don't worry. Keep writing. Don't, don't, don't put them in your head. 
before you know it one day, this whole thing arrives, it will disappear. The devil will come and take it because he knows that if any day you go back to those books, those you are writing, he will steal it from you. Yes, literally it will miss. <laughs> now miss severally. Because the best way to disarm you first is to take those things God has given to you. So that's why you have to act, you know, activate your brain to learn to keep them. Keep saying, memorize them. If they are scriptural purposes, memorize them. The quotation, memorize them. May they become part of you. Once your spirit digests them, you can never forget them again. You can never forget them again. Anytime life, life challenge hits you in that area God has spoken to you before, what happens? Becomes alive. There are Bible quotations that cannot leave me again. I don't struggle to keep them. Why? My spirit has fed on them already. They have been born into my spirit. And each time I say, Thus says the Lord, or the Bible says, and I bring it out, that same aggression that was ministered to me that, that time I got it into my spirit, that same energy will be released again. Hmm, you don't understand. There are times you will find yourself in a very precarious situation. You may not speak that very word. But you know God's stand concerning it and you also know the energy wrapped up in that word. And when the devil comes and you know that this is the right word that must address this issue in the spirit and you just close your eyes and say in the name of Jesus, your mind is connected to the word in your spirit, but what comes out of your mouth is what? In the name of Jesus. The devil knows you are speaking that word in your heart. You don't catch it. Are you sure? Say, my mind, come back. Say, my mind, come back. <laughs> Let me say it again. Hmm. You see, gradually the Spirit of God is taking us into the warfare dimension. Have you noticed that? Yes. Hmm. Because that's where God wants you to be. The Bible says, for we shall reign, not in heaven, we shall reign on earth. You must reign. He didn't say he will reign. You shall reign on earth. The reason why he is furnishing you with all this is that you can reign even in your own little space. Even in your own little space, you should reign. You should determine the temple of things in your, in your own corridor. You should be able to determine things in your own life. You have the license. It has been given to you on the platform of the blood of Jesus. I say, why it is important for you to treasure the preceding words, huh? Those preceding words God has given to you. David said, oh Lord, you spoke to me once, but twice have I heard. God spoke to me once in the scriptures, but he heard twice. The first one he heard is what is written. The second one is the one that leaps from the word and then guess what? Inoculated into his soul. It becomes like a word given to him as a person. Now, for instance, the Bible says, No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. 
you find yourself in a situation somewhere and you notice that your life is in danger. You are running. You don't know what to do. And you know classically that this is an enemy on the chase after your life. Now you cannot turn and begin to speak. Because the Bible says yeah, you, can, you have time to say those things. But this, the, the Holy Spirit will quicken this scripture that has been given to you all this while. You just remember what the Bible said. And then from the energy of that word, you say in the name of Jesus. And I say the devil will know. Your people here will be the name of Jesus. But the devil knows that what you are saying is that no weapon fashion against me shall prosper. And the energy that God has soaked in that world will come to what? Into display. Because your spirit and the word of God quicken your heart connected before the name of Jesus came. <laughs> Amen. Amen. As a matter of fact, in the, the name of Jesus must be linked up to a preceding word for it to have the capacity to deliver. Do you catch that? Yes. So if I'm praying for a sick person, I say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You think I'm just exciting the name. But I'm also ministering where he says, surely he bore our sicknesses. Surely he bore our pain. The chastisement of our peace was laid on him. By his wounds we are healed. As I'm saying, in the name of Jesus, my spirit I have received that word, is connected to that energy, so I'm engaging the name of Jesus to deliver this finished work of God in his word, in the life of this person. We're talking about the quickening dimension of the Holy Spirit, right? Are we together here? Yes. Are you blessed? Yes. Say, I'm well armed. With the preceding word of God, I have it in my in my, in my quivers. Amen. Amen. He said, "I will contend effectively with the enemy at the gateways of life. Not by power, not by might, but by the Spirit of the Word of God." To assure you, God says, I've elevated my word far above my name. <laughs> yes. Psalm 138. I have lifted my word above my name. One thirty eight, verse two. For you have exalted your word above your name. So each time you speak the preceding word, you are speaking what? 
the exalted word, the high elevated word. 138 verse 2. I'm blessed today with the preceding word. Once you catch one every day, because once you get one like this, you will know. There's this, you know, there's this feel you have inside. <laughs> you must crave for it. Eh? Praise the Lord. You must crave for the preceding word every day. That means the Father is ministering to you direct. That means the Father can, can, can you know, clearly say that today I spoke to my son. I spoke to my daughter. So if he can use his word to speak to you, then when he speaks to you about other things about life, you will know because you're already used to his voice. My sheep know me and I know my sheep and they hear my voice. Psalm 138. Yes, he searching for it. Is what's what? Thank you, Jesus. Have we seen it? Is it correct? Okay. So don't joke with the preceding word, okay? Every day. Don't beg God for this or for that. Just give him, let him give you a preceding word for the day. That's really a life that will be ministered into everything about your world. Your entire aeon will be inoculated with that light of his word that have hit your soul. Are we together here? Yes. You don't get what I just said now. Our, our world, our aeon, right? You know what is aeon, right? Mm -hmm. The administration of your entire life, from the day you are born to the day you are going to die, everything that will happen about your life needs the ingredients of the word of God to always minister the spirit and the life of God in your world. Because the devil will do everything to invade your world, to rule your world, and then cause the things he wants to see happen in your life. He wants to be the Lord or the landlord of your life. But now, if you become the type of person that opens up to the voice of God and wants to listen to God speak his preceding words into you every day, as his word hits your soul, which is the, if you like, the key into your world, as it hits your soul, your entire aeon receives divine ministration. Every facet of your life receives a touch of the hand of God, your family, your career your health, your this, your that. Any place that is being subdued by the force of evil, the entrance of the world brings light there. Light it up. 
And the light of God is the government of God. When the light hits that place, every force of evil that is operating in that dimension loses a grip because the spirit and the life of God there comes in, in a very powerful way. Are we together here? So that's why you must open your soul every day to trap the preceding world. Be someone who looks for the preceding world like someone searching for gold and silver. Oh, that David said, Oh Lord, I prefer your word more than silver and gold. He said, I prefer your word more than what? Mere food. So, we were asking God to give us the, our daily bread. You think it's a, a loaf of bread in your hand? No. It's the preceding word. Give us each day the preceding word. Give us each day the preceding word. That is the bread that solves the affairs of life. There's bread for your health. There's bread for your family. There's bread for security. There's bread for excellence. There's bread for good health. There's bread for finances. There's bread for this. There's bread for that. As long as your your is being fed well, everything will work what optimally. No lacuna. No mystery. No dangers. For the devil plans to hit you in any area of your yarn. The preceding one for, for that day. Guarantees your what your divine security. Hmm. I wish you can catch what I'm telling you now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The way you are sitting. Are we together here? Who can explain to me what I just said now? In the last one minute, two minutes. Hmm? Can somebody explain what I just said? Anybody? Any idea? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, go ahead. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, who can add up to what she said now? Yes. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh huh. You. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Speak loud so I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, it's something again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay, somewhere at the back here. Yeah. I'm coming. Yes, Emeka. 
Okay. You have to do what? Executing. Executing. Whatever is in your yard. Okay. Yes. One point. Yes, the daily bread we will see from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Two. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, All right, let me just go through it again. Okay, the answers you gave are correct. But I want to, I want to help you have the necessary connection that flows. The nation of the Holy Spirit. Hmm? The Lordship of the Holy Spirit is the Lord what? Is the Lord and what? The giver of life. Which life is this? The life of Jesus. Right? The resurrected life. So when he comes into your life, even though you are alive in the literal sense of the word, he brings into your life the divine life. The higher life. The more superior life. Are we together here? You get that now. So the Holy Spirit, his mission in the church is to help the church upgrade his life or her life to the divine life. And as we have shared that in the past, that divine life is the life of immortality. The undying life. The life that is beyond corruption. That is beyond the, the, the elements of this world. The, the life that is beyond fertility, vanity and carnality. Are we together here? So that's the life that the Holy Spirit wants to give you. And this life, which is the life of Christ, is what? A life that emanates from the finished works of Christ. The finished work of, the, of, works of Christ is the, his passion, his death, and his resurrection, which is what is summed up in our you know, a mystery of faith. Dying, he destroyed our death. Rising, he restored our life. So that light that was destroyed and that light that was restored in Christ is what the Holy Spirit has come as the Lord of light to give it to you. Okay? And John chapter 16, verse 13 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will lead you to all the truths. Do not speak of himself, but he will speak of all I have said to him. He will reveal to things to come, and then he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So that's why he's a giver. He's a giver of a life that Christ has bequeathed to him. Are we together here? And now he brings about this ministration into your life by training you to begin to trap the word of God. I was saying that the word of God speaks to us twice. We have the normal word of God which you peruse through your scriptures or you hear somebody teaching or preaching or whatever. That is the first one. Then we have what they call the rema or the preceding word which is when the Holy Spirit now takes what you have read or what you have heard and now speaks it to you as an individual and it hits you and touches you. You say, ah, this one really, really touched me. That one that touched you is called the preceding word. 
Anytime something hits you hard, anytime the world touches you, that's why you need to be sensitive and be open to the ministrations of the word of God. You cannot come under an anointed word of God and not be touched. Something must leap. You may be reading scriptures. All of a sudden, your eye crosses a word that says, mm, I didn't see this before. This is today I saw it, man. This thing touched me. I was so elated. I was so inspired. Hey, you have received the preceding word. You have to write it. Keep it. It's peculiar to you at that point in time. You will need it. As it hits your soul. Listen, this is the day you are born. This is where you are going to die. Okay, you are in a journey of life. There is marriage. There is a career. There is children. There is a money. There is a travel. Everything in your life. There is brothers and sisters. There is uh, friends. All of them are captured in your eon. Everything about your life. Opportunity that will come. Everything is captured in this your aeon. And this aeon is wrapped up with darkness. The devil wants to rule this aeon. He wants to enter your soul and have access to your finances, have access to your marriage, have access to your children, have access to your friends, or to what? Anything that has to do with your life. Once he hits your soul, everything in your aeon, his lordship will impact it. That's why Jesus said, What shall a man what shall he a man if you get if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? Because the one who owns your soul, see, owns everything you gain. So now God Himself too is that you want to do business with your soul, and He's speaking His word to you, so His word can hit your soul. If His word hits your soul and you, you sustain it and keep it and exercise it in the priesthood, what happens? That word has capacity to minister to your finances, to your body, to your family, to your children. Everything in your yard receives the word, the entrance of the word. So every darkness that have come in here to take hold of your family or your career or your children, as they perceive what hits your soul, they begin to receive notification. The man in charge has come. Thus says the Lord. The devils that are working at that point in time begin to lose their gifts. Can you catch this? And I'm trying to draw your mind. I'm building a structure in your mind and I want you to see it. Once your mind captures it, all these physical and unnecessary, you know, mannerisms about prayer and about trusting God will lose their grip because you know. So every day, 3 a.m., you are up. 3.30, you are up. As you pray, you are waiting and say, Lord, what are you telling me today? You are reading your scriptures. You are meditating on the word of God. You are reading things in the past. You are reading a school book. Until you catch something. If you didn't catch anything that day, don't just walk out because... Hmm, we are not well armed for the day. <laughs> That's why Jesus, very early hours, he would go out to the mountains and go there and begin to remove the Father as he fellowships. Then ministration will come. He picks the light of the day. Then when the sun comes out, he comes out. He is shining brighter than the sun because the preceding one makes you brighter than the sun. But invisibly. He lights you up every morning. He lights you up every morning. He said, no one lights a lantern and puts it under the table. He puts his what on the lampstand that it may shine. 
Are you getting blessed? Are you getting blessed? Your devotion, if it doesn't end with a preceding word in the day, that devotion is empty. That's why you come for mass. You come for mass, the first thing is to do what? First reading, responsorial psalm, the gospel, the priest ministers to you, all in the quest to do what? To arm you with a word for the day. As I live in this place, after receiving the Holy Communion, you must need the fuel that bound the Holy Communion, which is the, the word of God. As you are going, you say, today, thus says the Lord to me. Either you picked it, you may even pick yours before you come for morning mass. That's why it's good for you to go through the reading before mass. Go there, search for the preceding one. Catch one. Me, I catch my own before I come down here. Once I come here, as I'm celebrating mass, I know I've been blessed already with the light for the day. I receive the second one and I go out majestically. Without the preceding word, you can't say Christ in the Eucharist. The disciples on the way to Emmaus, the Bible says Jesus began to speak to them from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And they say, Was our heart not burning? That is the effect of what? The preceding word. It has a burning sensation. As their souls were burning, everything in their lives were receiving what? Divine touch. Each time the word of God is touching your soul, just know that certain things in your life are receiving judgment. <laughs> so when trouble is coming, all you should do is go and pick the preceding words. Start ruminating with them so that your soul can be on fire. Let the heat of the world set in your soul. As it's burning your soul, hey, your soul is a transmitter into every network of your life. You may be here. Your children may be 40,000 miles away. But as your soul is being ministered to, because they have connection to you, the Bible says the posterity of the righteous shall be delivered. Wherever they are, they will receive ministration because your soul is delivering bread. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. David said, blessed is the man who has filled his quiver with these arrows. Which arrows? The arrows of the preceding world. There's preceding world for protection. There's preceding world for, for health. There's preceding world for boldness. There's preceding world for God, God's protection of your children. God gives you a preceding word. Keep saying it. The more you are saying it, the more you are activating the energy in it. And the energy is moving. What did God tell Joshua? Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, not from thy heart. It was very specific from thy mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. <laughs> that you may perform what is therein and it shall make your way prosperous your life will be prosperous you extinguish darkness the more darkness is coming the more you are engaging preceding world that's why when the battle is fierce you can't sleep you must exercise your office the office of the priesthood is the ability to keep speaking the preceding word until change comes A chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a set apart to do what? Sing the praises of God. What the praises? The preceding words. That's why if you are growing spiritually, 
and you want to position yourself in the path of greatness in God, you have a spiritual journal every day. Trust the Holy Spirit to give you the preceding word. Develop yourself in that path. Anyone that hits you as you are going out for the day, that's your divine armament. It has, it, it has a double-edged sword, you know, a, a, a double-edged sides. It can cut this way, it can cut this way. God has armed you with a fresh sword for the day. Fear hits your heart. Say what God says. Challenge comes here. Speak what God says. Don't begin to pray about it. Just speak that word for into that thing that day. Because God knew that trouble was coming and already armed you before. It could be a song, right? The preceding work can come in form of a song. You wake up with a song. A particular song will be wailing up in your heart. Hey! Sing that song throughout that day. Don't allow anything to make you stop it. Keep singing it. Even when challenge comes, don't say, ah, hey, God, this challenge I saw today. Don't pray about it. Keep singing that song. That song was given to you actually to face that challenge. Are you getting blessed? Yes. Are you growing? Yes, sir. Shout a big amen. Amen. The preceding words are actually very deep words from the heart of the Father, who is the Father of all creation. It has capacity to shut down demonic installations. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything you have done. Do you know, as you grow in the preceding world, you want to go out for do, do, do something. He can even speak to you again, another a, a fresh one. He can give you one now. Before you know, now I will come again. In a day, he can give you ten, twenty, depending on how much you can carry. He can begin to speak to you on particular issues. Who do people say I am? They started guessing, guesswork. Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. He said, it's not flesh and blood that revealed this to you. In my Father in heaven. That is what preceding word. And he began to tell Peter the implication. He said, upon this I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What's the keys? The preceding word. If we say whatever you bind on net on account of the preceding word I received shall be considered bound in heaven. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, I don't know why somebody's getting something here. I'm just trying to search for an example here. <laughs> that is why anytime you face challenge your prayer should be God not God do something God give me the preceding word 
as a matter of fact, God does his things more faster by sending his word to you than you become the one who engages that word. The woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says when she heard about Jesus, she heard something first. That means somebody spoke to her about Jesus. And she got a preceding word that told her, go and touch the hem of his garment. The hem of his garment is what they have, what they call tassels. Those tassels are a symbol of kingship. Meaning go and honor his kingship. And it made well. And the woman said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I know. That's the preceding word that came to her. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 107, verse 20. Psalm 107. Okay, let me just read from verse 17. Psalm 107 from verse 17 it says, Some were foolish through their sinful ways, and because of their iniquities, suffered affliction. They looted any kind of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. How? He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. They cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word. He sent out his word. What he sent out is the preceding word. And the preceding word delivered them from their destruction. Verse 21 says, Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of men. He sent his word. He sent his word. He sent his word. He sent his word. Every morning, say, Lord, send your word to me. There are days you wait for the word and wait and wait, nothing comes. You leave the house with some level of disappointment. You'll be angry. Sometimes he tests you to see whether you really know, long for it. And even sometimes you keep Say, Lord, I have not gotten it, and you are a little bit disturbed, even as you are driving out. Say, Lord, my heart is still open. Some days he waits until late in the evening. The world will come. Doesn't matter. He is the Lord of the world. So he determines when it flows to you. 
but you keep a temple of constantly what desiring the preceding world. As I'm talking, since a lot is a lot is hitting the source of people here. Okay, what is hitting one person will be different from what is hitting another person. Anyone that hits you, child of God, go to one corner, write <laughs> preceding world, write them out. When you live here, start celebrating God. Thank God that those words came to you. And begin to say those words over and over, over and over. That is how you create what they call divine enchantment. You begin to say it over and over. Say it over, vocalize it. As you are vocalizing it, you are giving what? You are giving it the opportunity to what? To be activated by the Spirit. Let this word not depart from thy mouth. But you meditate. Meditate does not mean keep quiet and, and remain silent this way. Meditate means to mutter. So keep muttering that word. Meditate on it. Mean mutter it. Mutter it. Mutter it. Keep saying it over and over and over again. Mutter that word. Mutter that word. You are moving on the road. You are saying it. You are driving. You are saying it. In the face of the circumstance, keep saying it. Keep saying what God laid in your heart. Death has no dominion over me. Death has no dominion over me. Sickness has no dominion over me. No problem, you are sick. Take your drugs, but also be engaging the preceding world. Are you aware now that most of the drugs that are given to you are only having 20% capacity to work in your body? Are you aware? You have all confidence that all drugs will work. All of a sudden they tell you, sorry, we have done our best. Then the very prayers you refuse to pray before, you now come back. And sometimes you are coming back with such a hopeless, you know, uh, attitude. As you're engaging natural resources, engage spiritual resources. Let it go in parifasu. Don't just depend on one. The bear does not fly with one wings. It flies with double wings in the journey of life. Don't just go carnal. Go carnal, go spiritual. Engage the physical, engage the spiritual. All the time. In every affair and challenge that hits your life. That is what is called wisdom at work. Every proceeding that hits your soul energizes your aeon. Now does your soul have received it? Your mouth must say it. Your mouth is what gives it what? Vitalization. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. The more you say it, the more you activate it, the more you activate it, the more energy is building. Keep saying it. Even when the whole thing is swallowing up and is on your neck, as long as your mouth can still be talking, hey, I assure you, victory is still your own. Don't confess the preceding word of Satan. That's why he has programmed some people's mind to keep saying negative things about themselves. I don't know my life is finished. I don't know why it's like I'm getting sick. It's like, the way I'm seeing myself this year, I will not achieve anything. You are saying things that will work against you. All the disciplines of the work of the Holy Spirit that he shuts your mouth from saying things that are contrary to the word of God. But we are human beings now, we need to complain. Who told you? You are a fallen human being. We don't have a militant mindset. There are words that are forbidden by anyone who possesses the spirit of Christ. 
The way I'm seeing my children, I just hope they will make it to look at you. Just hope. Then if you don't hope well for them, who will hope well for them? Say what you want to see in your children. You program them by your preceding words. Amen? Amen. Your word is what chatters the course of their life. Keep saying what you want to see in, their children, in your children. My son, you will prosper. You will do well. No matter what happens, I see you. You are the light to my family. You are a light to many people. Keep saying what you want. Let him, the devil keep doing his own in, in, in investment in his life. When the day your preceding words to perceive the words of Satan in his heart, you will see him. He will change. Do you agree with this? Yes. Say, I'm blessed in the name of Jesus. Say, my mouth is anointed. In the name of Jesus, I will speak the preceding words. Through my mouth, I will see changes happening. Because Jesus is living in me. He is a high priest of my confession. So as a high priest, as you're saying it, Christ is collecting it. Anything you say that is in line with what he said, he collects it. I say, yes, now we're together. Uh -huh. Now you will see the fruit of your lips. Mm -hmm. So you see what the Holy Spirit is trying to train us into. But we will not allow, so many Christians don't allow him. And then they just keep coming to him the way they want. Hey, Holy Spirit, do it. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit. But he wants to raise you. He wants to train you. He wants to bring you to the keda. He wants to be smart and sharp with the things of God. No more dull moments. No more timidity. No more inferiority complex. You come out. You look alert. Well grounded. You know your right from your left. Nothing pushes you around. Anything that happens, you understand the physical dimension and the spiritual dimension that is involved in it. Somebody comes and causes you to maybe stares you to anger. You say, you spirit behind this person. I know what to achieve and I refuse. I will respond by the resources I carry. And what are your resources? The Holy Spirit has poured into our hearts the love of God. You are a dispenser of love. As the person showed you elements of hatred, you minister love and extinguish what person has come to pollute your spirit. I refuse to be angry. I refuse to be walked up. I refuse to quarrel with anybody. In the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit lives in me. I carry inside of me the liquid love of God. I'm a dispenser of love. What I have, I will give you Hey, you see, <laughs> so if this becomes a consciousness and provocation comes, the devil says, Let us spill that in she's carrying. You will cause somebody to come and just cause something. Then you will now go flare off and say, Oh, no, 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 you feel bad. You will say, if I know self, I cannot even talk self. Sometimes you might even go to a point where you, by mistake, you engage in some physical uh, but, uh, You hold as you head with your clothes. They come and separate now. Then you can sit down. You start feeling ashamed of yourself. You say, look at now. I can even walk away self. Hey, God. 
before you know it. From that moment, the devil will now invest in that opportunity you have given to him. He will remind you of all your sins from the day you were born. Until you see, you are a Christian, you are finished. You start condemning yourself. You start feeling gloomy. You come back home, you are depressed. They ask you anything, he says, nothing happened, no. I'm okay. You are struggling to be happy. He holds on to that, that guilt and starts tormenting you. That night, no prayer now, sorry, because you can't need that to pray. You need to pray. You will just speak holy water yourself and say, Jesus, I love you. Blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. <laughs> you will go and sleep and be remembering everything the way it happened. You will be blaming yourself. Blaming yourself. If you are courageous the next day, as you go to Mass, before you know, you say, Father, come, I want to go to confession. I just want to free myself. <laughs> you see now, look at what you have caused yourself. But supposing you exercise, eh? you dispense love and say, I don't blame you. God bless you. God bless you. And you walk away. Hey, and just heaven will be clapping for you and say, Yes, this one has vanished today. At least they can read, they can read some victory from your life. That day, God came looking for fruit, and you what you manifested the fruit. Let to walk away from all this is spinning everywhere. That's the sign that you are in charge, you are reigning. It's not easy, but you can consciously begin to develop it. Begin to work on it. Refuse to be irritable. The spirit of irritation is everywhere. Breaking the hearts of men. People have broken their spirit. Anger has taken over. Violence has taken over. Hatred. Hurt. This time you allow yourself to be irritated, you open yourself to all these things. And if your, if your, if your spirit is to be open, you will see bruises everywhere every day. Why would you be depressed? Why would you feel rejected? So I'm blessed. Amen. So I walk, I walk in love. So what I carry is the love of Christ. And I'm a dispenser. He has commissioned me to pay every heart with love. Every insult with love. Every negativity with love. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, where there is love, there is God. Say, I'm a carrier of God. He lives in me. My life is divine. I'm burning like a bright shining light. In the name of Jesus. By the love of God that are carrying me. Say it again. By the love of God that are carrying me. I have capacity to deplete, to deplete negativity, evil, wickedness. No weapon fashion against me shall ever prosper. Why? Why? The love of God is in me. Put your hand and shout a big amen. Nothing happens for nothing. And if there's love here, what the Holy Spirit will be dispensing to every aspect of your yawn is what? The love of God. The victory of God. The presence of God will be felt in your life. So it's not about what happens physically. It's about what happens in you spiritually. 
Your soul is your own altar. Eh? Where you run the affairs of your world. Your soul. That's why the devil wants to invest in your soul. He wants to trade you for physical things. Go and meet a babalao that has very serious charm, eh? And give him one billion. Okay? Give me your charm. Will he give it to you? Uh, uh, he will tell your guy, you came to receive blessing from me. And you want to, you want to, no, no, no. He will not sell it. And according to grandmaster, you can't even buy the powers he carries. He treasures his, his power than, he, than your money. Because he knows. So your soul is your altar from where you transmit to God and transmit to reign in your world. Say, I will reign in my world. Say it aggressively in your heart. Say, I will reign in my world. Yes, 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 yes. So you are a beneficiary of the finished work of Christ. And the Holy Spirit every day is working to do what? To bring about the reality of feet. Who is the Lord and the giver of life. Who proceeds from the Father and the Son. And is adored where? Here. Is adored and glorified. Shout a big amen. amen. Let's go for a little bit before we pray. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 7. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. He says, are we there? He says, but unto every one of us, are you included? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Are you included? He says, but unto every one of us is given grace. Did he say he's going to give grace? It has been given already, right? Yeah. Say, I have grace. I have grace. <laughs> People of God, you need to learn to acknowledge and possess it. Say, I have grace. I have grace. Where is it credited? In my soul. Right? It's in your soul. You will not feel it, but it's there. Say, I have grace. I have from Christ. So I have grace. I have grace. Mm -hmm. So give me the grace to follow. Abundant grace. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I, uh -huh. yes. Abundant grace to follow. I have the grace you see, when you say, give me the grace, you'll be waiting for the grace to come. And if it doesn't come, you will not blame him for not giving you the grace. But when you say, I have the grace to follow, that means it is with you. You now engage the grace. <laughs> Jesus, have mercy on us. I am what I am by the grace of God. I can do all things through Christ. By the grace inside of me. So he says, mm, but everyone of us is given grace according to the measure of the gifts of Christ. So the point now is not according to who you are, but according to the gifts, the measure of the gifts of Christ. So the question now is, what's the gift of Christ? 
Hmm? No, 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 no. He said the measure of the gifts. We want to look at that measure. What is that measure? Hey. The Bible says, from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. From his fullness. That's the measure of the gift. Oh, Jesus, have mercy on us. <laughs> from his what? From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. From his fullness, have we all received grace upon grace? John chapter 1 verse 16. Look at it before we move further. I want to show you that so that uh, you will know. Not some of you who are waiting to accuse God in heaven. Oh God, I pray for this grace. You didn't give it to me. That's why I didn't achieve this. That's why he will tell you, come, 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 come. Go and look at your archive. Look at your, your account. He will go to your soul and open and see that you were carrying grace. All these years you were in the world. You had enough grace to achieve everything God wants to achieve. You see me? He says, but look at your soul. But now you are blinded from seeing it. And you will be the one to start eh, judging yourself. Oh, I messed up big time. My people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. They don't know what God has put in their soul. That's why the devil will contend your soul every day. He will do business with your soul. To make you relinquish your soul. Not to care for it. To be more concerned about things that perish in your use. To the detriment of your soul that has everything that God has given to you. And he goes after Christians more. Have we seen it? John chapter 1 verse 16. What did he say? Mm -hmm. We have received. Hey, some say we have all received what? Grace. Or grace for grace. Some say grace upon grace. Meaning it is what? superfluity of grace. Enough grace has been given. Grace is what? God's substance in the human vessel. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Mm. Thank God I'm showing you today. I like the speed that is around today. Everybody's eyes is open. Say I have grace. I have grace. Say I have grace. I have grace. The way I say it. I have grace. Do you know what grace is? The equivalent of grace is money. So what money is to the physical world is what grace is in the realm of the spirit. So you can imagine someone say, I have money. Someone will say, I'm financially bold. <laughs> you can see how he's bragging. So you can only say, I'm what? I'm gracefully bold. <laughs> and then they come and say, Mary, full of grace. And the Bible says, we have received from his fullness. Not a small part of him. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. And the Holy Spirit wants to train you on how to spend your grace. Do you have grace now? Yes. Can, can you do all things now? Yes. No more excuses. <laughs> no more excuses. So when the body tells you you are tired, say no. Body, I know you are tired, but there's another energy I have in the realm of the spirit. So you don't listen to the communication of the body any longer. You will listen to the communication of your spirit. As men who are led by the spirit, not those who are led by the flesh. 
Fear will come. You say, fear, sorry. I have what? I have faith. Grace for faith. You engage that one. The devil came and provoked his own. The Holy Ghost is looking for you too, to provoke what? The grace of faith. And deal with fear. Say, so I have grace. I have grace. I pray the Holy Spirit to quicken your heart, to begin to day by day become conscious of the fullness of grace in you over and above what? The weight of the consciousness of the body in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you listen to the body, you will not go far. And the more, if you have received grace in your soul, that means every aspect of your life has been furnished with the ingredients of life. Are we together here? Yes. <laughs> Say, I have grace. I have grace. For my family life. Amen. Say, I have grace for my family life. I have grace for Say, I have grace for divine health. I have grace for Say, I have grace for my children. I have grace for Say, I have grace for career. I have grace for In the name of Jesus. That is why the Holy Ghost will send you with the preceding word that you will say with your mouth that will activate grace to be in, at work in your life. So, as a priest of God, sharing the ministry of Christ, when you say those words, you are putting the grace of God in you into work. So that is why you cannot afford to say negative words. No matter the circumstances you see. Because the word of God can never fail. It may delay, but can never fail. Even no matter how long the time may take, keep saying the word. Keep saying the word. Keep saying that preceding word. There will be sufficient grace to deal with the encumbrance uh, and the challenge and subdue it and give you victory that will make you celebrate in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4 again. Which says from verse 7, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of, of the gift of Christ. Verse 8. Wherefore he said, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. Have you heard about it before? Ephesians chapter 4, 7 and 8. I mean 8 now. He said, when he ascended on high, he led what? Captivity captive. Wow. Very powerful. In Romans chapter 8, we talked about earth being subject to fertility, right? And on account of it, we can feel the dividend of fertility in our lives every day. Manifest in form of rejection, depression, sickness and pain and limitation and frustration and all manners of negativity and wickedness and sin and decadence that ravage the world today, right? Good, the Bible says when he died and ascended on high, he took captivity captive. So what is making, what is keeping men captive has gone also into what? Captivity. So when he tied up Satan, how did he do it? Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. Let us look at what was, uh, what was the captivity that Jesus now took captive. It's like a, like a what do you call it? A, 
who are these people that used to <laughs> kidnappers being kidnapped, <laughs> something like that. Kidnappers are being what kidnapped. So captivity have been taken what captive. So Colossians chapter two verse fourteen throws light in that dimension. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your holy name. Mm. Okay, I read from verse 13, and it says, And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, had he quickened. Who is quickening us here? The Holy Spirit through Christ. Okay? He has quickened us together with him. Amen. So when he was quickening Christ in the grave, he was equally quickening myself. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. Are you blessed? Are you following? Should I continue? Okay. It now says, And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, had he quickened? Had he quickened? Say, I've been quickened. Say, I've been quickened. In the name of Jesus, I will walk in the light of being quickened. Amen. He has it quickened and had together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses. All your trespasses have been forgiven. If you like, accuse me. I have been forgiven. Tell me hi, Vincent, you are bad. I have been forgiven. I don't merit it, but he gave it to me. Sin will have no dominion over me. When the devil comes and accuses me and says, Hey, you're not willing to take this because you're a sinner. I say, Yes, I know I committed this sin, but Jesus has forgiven all my trespasses. I hit him with that. I say, Father, I have come again. Thank you for yesterday. I'm making a demand. And the devil comes again and says, you can't, He can't get it. He can't get it because he's a sinner. Hey, I say, No, 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 no. The Bible says that word, He has forgiven all my trespasses. When you show him that you know the truth, his mind will go flat. So he can now come boldly. Let nobody you know, accuse you out of your blessings. Let no spirit accuse you out of any blessing. You are not true. You don't say that any blessing is too good to come to you. No, I can't ask this. So can God be for me? I can't take it because I know myself. You are judging yourself based on the voice of Satan, the accuser of brethren, who accuses us day and night before our God. He has forgiven what? All my trespasses. Both now, both yesterday, and even in the past. Some people come and say, Ah, I want to go to confession. There's one sin I committed when I was 20 years old. 20 years ago. They want to bring it because the devil will tell them, Because of that, you did. He's lying to you. So just hold you down. Show him Ephesians chapter what? Chapter 2 verse 13. Tell him, and he forgive all my trespasses. Colossians, sorry. He forgave all my trespasses. And then after that, what happens? Verse 14. Having blotted out the handwriting of what? Ordinances that was what? Against me. There were things that Satan wrote against you. There were things that were written in unseen books in the library of darkness. 
that stands against you every day. You want to go forward in life, they push you down. Say, no. Written documents are so powerful. There are things that have been written. If they write something good for you, if you follow you, if they write something bad about you, it will shatter you. Throw a force. But now what happens? Verse 14 says what? Blotting out. Say blotting out. Oh, how can somebody be hearing something like this and be sleeping? He's, he's unfortunate. He's unfortunate. What a, what a, what a, what a mercy. What a mercy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, I came out of it. I came out of this many years ago. You are moving and the soul of you say, I, I suck up words around me. He think he's covered. It's what? And things written against you. You feel the vibes of them from the spirit. Evil judgments have been passed upon you. But thanks be to God. I've gotten this as a rema many years ago as a preceding word. And each time that it happened, I said, the Lord has blotted everyone handwriting and ordinances that were standing against me. It has been blotted out. It has been blotted out. I engage the law of life. And I, I pass. It comes again. I continue until you now say that no need. Because each time I feel it, and I say it, I can write it. Until now, I even scared of my voice. Not even coming here to come and put any cobweb around me. Praise the Lord. Amen. May you walk in the life of this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm. Which was contrary to us. And he took it out of the way and nailed it to his cross. Verse 15. And having spoiled principalities. Principalities have been spoiled. They have been vanquished. Having spoiled principalities. He has spoiled them. All the principalities and powers. He made what? A show of them openly. Triumphing over them in it. Hmm. Thank you, precious father. Thank you, precious father. This is how he took captivity captive. Can see now. And now, after taking captivity captive, something happened. In that Ephesians chapter 4. Let's go back. I'm taking on a journey. I hope you are following. Let's go back again and read it again. For what? For seven. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the what? Measure of the gifts of Christ. Verse 8. Whereof he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. <laughs> These are the gifts that the giver of life is coming to give to you. There are gifts for men. There are gifts for women. There are gifts. There are gifts. There are gifts. The Holy Spirit is part of your measure. He comes with gifts. And the highest gift he gives is Revelation chapter 5. That's what? <laughs> What's the gift? Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Let's go there. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. That's the highest four gifts he gave. And he has made us what? Unto our God, kings and priests. 
to serve our God. And we shall reign on earth. Why? Because captivity has been taken captive. And he gave us his own gift. That's why when we were baptized, we were what? We were made a partaker of the ministry of Christ in his priesthood, in his prophetic office, and his kingly office. And now he's saying we are partakers of those gifts. So he has made us priests and kings to serve our God. Service unto God is your prime you know, purpose of existence. And we shall reign on earth. Every person should reign in his aeon. When you have master reigning in your aeon, you can also begin to engage. Anybody who comes to you, for instance, this is another person here, coming with his own aeon, right? And he comes to you, this is the person's soul, and he comes and connects with your soul on account of divine grace deposited in you. And by that uh, you know, connection, he gives you access into the person's own aeon. You can minister life here. Like now, you are here. You have given me access to several of what aeons. And I'm speaking now, I'm not just speaking to you as a person, I'm speaking to everything concerning your life. Every bit of your life, everything in total of your life is receiving a bombardment of God's word coming from the oracle of his wisdom. I'm a minister in that dimension. Few, few minutes ago, I saw a light. A light that shone from heaven. Bright light that hits hit me on the forehead and I saw it flash on you. <laughs> hmm? So I'm like a reflector. As it hits me, I see it hitting you too. You know? So as many whose holes are open receive the same transmission that is going on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And as you go out also with that light, you can connect with another person again. And that's how we create a network of lights that dominate the blanket of darkness. You go back home with this light. As you step into home, you speak for the personal word and say, devil, every oppression you have in this compound from today comes to an end. In the name of Jesus, every root you have here is cursed. You are not speaking your word. You are speaking what God has put in your heart. When you release it, what the devil sees is that you are only a reflector. He says something, you voiced it. He hears God's voice, he knows. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's who you are. So he has made you a priest and king to what? To serve God on earth and to reign on earth. What is the priesthood in the New Testament? The priesthood of the New Testament is the priesthood of the sacrifice of praise. The Bible says Jesus is the high priest of our confession. What's the confession? The preceding word that you say every day. So you are ministering to Christ who is the high priest. We are all priests, but we minister to the high priest through the words we say. And those words are what? Not just ordinary words, but what? Preceding words. 
The Eucharist is a conglomerate of preceding words that they captured many years ago and crystallized the book and we read them out. It is the outcome of God's voice that was echoed in the church as they continue to ruminate on the body of Christ that gave birth to the sacrament that we use today. Loaded with precious words, revealing words, powerful words. Are you blessed? Yes. Are you a priest? Yes. God is not asked to make a sacrifice of cows and rams, but a sacrifice of his word, preceding word. And the altar here is not a physical altar. The altar here is your soul. Every morning, when he gives you one, begin to discharge it. Engage this altar of your soul. Minister his word to him. Mary was a priest when he said, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked down on the loneliness of his Sunday. Henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For the Almighty has done great things in me. Hmm. That prayer is the prayer of priesthood. Blessed be the Lord, the Father of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. That's the preceding word. After Zachariah messed up in the Holy of Holies and David told him, You know you are a priest. Please don't complain. He said, I've been waiting for, for a child all this year. Nothing happened. And he said, Because you have violated the law of priesthood, you will not exercise your office again until the reality of this is bettered. And the man came out there dumb. And when the time came, for the naming of the child. And then they were asking, what name shall we give unto him? And then the wife said, it's John. They said, no. No one has bought that name in this place. And then they gave him a writing material. I'm trying to look for let me look for it here so I can conclude with short prayer Luke chapter Luke chapter 1 thank you Jesus Luke chapter 1, verse 60, 67. Are we there? Yes. And it says, And the father Zachariah was what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. Hmm, Holy Ghost again. Eh? The Lord and the giver of life. He furnished him with enough what? Preceding word. Those moments that the man was not talking. God forced him to learn to hear from him. <laughs> and these were the things God was telling for those nine months. Feel the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. You see, when you start speaking preceding words, you don't say future words. 
you say was already that been established. Like look at Mary's prayer too. Are we together here? Yes. Everything has happened. You are only declaring them with your mouth. For he has visited his people and redeemed them. He has raised up for us a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, which has been since the war began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hands of all who hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to, uh, and to remember his holy covenants. The oath which he has sworn to our father Abraham, that he will grant unto us that we've been delivered out of the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And then he began. And you, little child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you shall go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins through the eternal mercy of our God whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sits in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet onto the way of peace hallelujah that's the mouth of a priest speaking declaring rhema declaring preceding words you see and that's why their life was so enriched. God has raised you a priest. By trapping the word of God, you establish your priesthood. By declaring the word of God, you establish your kingship. You get it now? In the New Testament, priesthood is to trap. King, kingship is to speak. The Bible says where the word of the king is, there's power. If you speak what you have received, as you declare it, there's power. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. You are activating spirits. You are activating the life of God. Thank you, precious Father. We give you all the glory, Lord Jesus. Thank you for raising us at this point in time as children of the Spirit. As the Holy Ghost is poised beyond measure to arm us with all it takes for us to face the word of our time, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you for bringing what belongs to Christ. I'm bequeathing it to us. Thank you for the light of your word. Thank you for the finished work of Christ. Thank you for making us priests and kings. Precious Father, thank you for furnishing us today again with multiple preceding words. Thank you for filling our quivers with the arrows, the quivers of our bodies, the quivers of our bones, the quivers of our spirit with the arrows of the preceding world. You furnished us. You've blessed us. You have nourished us. You have healed us. You have you know, filled us with your spirit. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Thank you, you can see Jesus, for bringing us to the point where we are walking in royalty. And you say we shall reign on earth by virtue of your preceding word in our mouth. As we speak them, circumstances will bow to us. As we speak them, things will take membership again. As we speak them, blankets of darkness will be rolled back. As we speak them, we know the wickedness in our land shall be checkmate. Thank you, Father, for the entrance of your word that brings light. Let it be light in our families. 
Let it be light in our career. Let it be light in our health. Let it be light in our finances. Let it be light anywhere there is a pocket of darkness in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father, for the victory you have given, for the blessings you have given. I decree and I declare over the life of your sons and daughters who have come today to seek your face, O Heavenly Father, that your hand will come mightily upon them to bless them again and again and again, that you may glorify them again and again and again. And so, Father, King of glory, meet them at their point of need. May the light of your world bring blessings and graces to bring about the reality of their heart desires in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let the sick in our midst be healed. Amen. We cast the seed of sickness in our bones, in our flesh, in our organs, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We decree that the hand of God will navigate our face of our lives and we shall reap the fruit of our labors in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every demonic embargo is nullified. Every curse is broken. Every limitation is frustrated in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May the light of God shine in our way and in all our endeavors in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As many who feel rejected, as many who have feel despondent, as many who are depressed, may the peace of Christ ooze out in your heart right now and may you receive the freshness of peace and joy of God in your heart in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May your faith begin to produce results in the name of Jesus Christ. As you trust God in his word, and as you allow his word to take root in your soul, may you walk in the light of his word in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. No weapon fashion against you shall prosper. No wickedness shall come near your tent. The glory of God shall be tabernacle upon you. The wings of God who shall preserve you from all danger. In the midst of the horrors of death every day, even though we pass through the valleys or the shadows of death, I decree and I declare, by the light of the Holy Spirit, that you will not be touched in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The wisdom of God will navigate the affairs of your life. The Bible says it's not given to man to order his steps. Even as you move around, the Holy Spirit will order your steps and take you to the place of safety, the places of peace, the places of joy, even the midst of darkness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May the canopy of God be tabernacle over our homes. Over our homes. Our children are preserved. Our children are preserved. Our faith committee is preserved. God's people are preserved. When the angel of death comes, it shall pass over us. The mark of the blood of Jesus will be visibly seen again in our time. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We walk in the light of the finished work. We walk in the light of the finished work of Christ. We walk in the light of the finished work of Christ. May the Lordship of the Holy Spirit be felt in every fabric of our going in and coming in in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May the giver of life become our supporter, become our counselor, become our helper in the day-to-day -day activities of our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Those who trust in the Lord, the Bible says, they are like Mount Zion that cannot be shaken. Whatever will shake you. Whatever will shake your destiny, whatever will shake the realities of your soul, may not have sway in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May the bread of life of the Eucharist feed every aspect of your life. Where there's lacuna, may it fill up, may it take over, may it rule, may it reign, so that you can reign and bring glory to God in your world in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So I'm blessed in the name of Jesus. So I'm blessed in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God is in my soul. Navigating the affairs of my life. Navigating the affairs of my life. 
by the light of the word of God, I walk in the brightness of his glory. I walk in the brightness of his glory. The Holy Spirit is with me, furnishing me with all it takes for me to walk in the light of God, to walk in peace, to walk in love, to walk in joy, to walk in victory. No weapon of fashion against me shall ever prosper. Shall ever prosper. My hand is blessed. My career is blessed. I decree and I declare by the light of God's word in my soul, my career, my business, whatever I lay my hand, receives a new divine impetus in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. See, must obey. Say prophetically, see, must obey. Win must obey. In the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord in my life, in my family, in all that concerns me. From now henceforth, I refuse to be a failure. I refuse to feel rejected. I refuse to be depressed. I refuse to be despondent. I walk in boldness of God. I have the health of God. I have the strength of Jesus. I hear the voice of my Father. My steps are ordered. The grace of God is with me. I'm not alone. Those who are for me are more than those who are against me. I overcome every conspiracy. I come against every negativity. I come against every wickedness. None shall subdue me. I have the power of God in me. That is what work in me. In the name of Jesus, I'm fully preserved. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus upon my life. Thank you, Father. God be praising Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus.